Hey, and welcome to Cream of Caroline, your mama's favorite casserole lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Hatchett. I can't believe it, y'all. It is episode 10, which means the end of season one and your last casserole from the Better Homes and Gardens 1961 casserole cookbook. I'll be jumping forward to the 80s, baby, and the next few weeks, stay tuned for our preview episode. Today, though, we are going to spice up your life. Andre Springer, aka Shaquanda Coca Mulata, is coming over for lunch, and we're going to pour her hot pepper sauce all over a 1960s casserole. We're going to talk Barbadian food culture too, drag queens, and hot sauce entrepreneurship. Cream regular Sean Kniff is going to take a chili challenge, and Hit Torres will stop by for lunch with his pastelon that you heard about in episode 7. It's going to be creamy. What's in the oven? Today it is Easy Chicken Divan, found on page 19 of the Better Homes and Gardens 1961 Casserole Cookbook. Of course, you can also find this recipe at Cream of Caroline on Instagram. Chicken Divan is a New York original born at the Divan Parisienne restaurant in the Chatham Hotel in the early 20th century. Now, back then, the chicken and broccoli melange was covered in a Mornay sauce. Today's recipe instead is topped with a creamy mixture, two cans cream of chicken soup, one cup mayonnaise, lemon juice for a little zing, and a half teaspoon of curry powder. But first, I arranged 20-ish ounces of blanched broccoli florets around the perimeter of a long, shallow, buttered casserole dish, and then placed two cups sliced cooked chicken in the center of that broccoli wreath. This gets covered with the aforementioned cream sauce, a half cup cheddar cheese, one half cup panko breadcrumbs, and a tablespoon of melted butter. Bake it at 350 for 25 to 30 minutes. A voila, that's what's in the oven. Casseroles in the news. Greensboro, North Carolina resident Lisa Ingle Clapp released Granny's Farm to Table Cookbook, a follow-up to her first book, Mama's Always Right. Among dishes like strawberry pizza and chili dogs, Clapp includes recipes for chicken pie, sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole, and squash casserole. The 88 recipes are a veritable trove of American cooking treasure. You can purchase the book for $32.95 on Clapp's website, cookincuttingup.com. Delish.com recently reported on a 30-pound casserole being baked at Something Greek in the Bay Ridge neighborhood of Brooklyn. It's Patsizio, a Greek lasagna-esque dish made of macaroni, aged Greek cheese, nutmeg, tomato ground beef sauce, more pasta, and a load of bechamel. You can buy a big old slice and a salad for $15.95 every Friday. And finally, Babson College professor Rick Cleary has run 87 marathons in 47 years without injury until this month. Cleary's knee recently gave way on a run near Pickle Point. Just as urgent as being stranded in a mosquito-infested rural area was a casserole Cleary left baking at home. Luckily, his 13-year-old son raced back to the house, turned off the oven, and only then called 911. The EMTs came to Rick's rescue and he was home in time for a late dinner. The casserole, apparently, tasted great.
And that's your casseroles in the news. Okay, listeners, I am so excited about the guests we have on today. I have been secretly stalking uh, his brand for a few months and working on getting him here, but he's a very busy person. We have Andre Springer, artist, hot sauce entrepreneur, and drag performer, Shaquanda Coco Mulata. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and you have had an incredibly busy weekend. It is like all of the drag forces in New York City were all like, they all came together, correct? Yeah, like a whole weekend of queens from out of town, queens from out of the country, lots of uh, Brooklyn things happening too. It was just an intense weekend of beautiful creatures frolicking all over the city <laughs> and in Brooklyn. Well, thank you. I know you probably needed rest, but I'm very glad that you could be here today. So, and you're a New York native, a Brooklyn yes, native. I am. But your heritage is Barbadian. Correct. And how do I say, is it Bajan? Oh, Bajan. Bajan. Okay, so yeah. I didn't even know. Okay, Bajan. Um, yeah, that's the colloquial way to say it. So, like, when you're talking with a person, you'd say Bajan. And okay. then when you're writing it down... Uh, the correct way would be Barbadian. Okay. I guess it's the more formal way to say it versus the more kind of slang way of or or paisano way of saying it, if that makes sense. Yes. No, <laughs> totally. Okay. Uh, so Brooklyn and Bayesian. Yes. And what, is that, what did that mean for you? What food was on the table with you growing up? Lots of uh, fish dishes, tons of stews, tons of flavorful, lots of onion-forward things. Just a lot of really robust, oniony, delicious foods. Okay. And who was a cook in your home? Did, did you cook, or was it your mom, or...? We shared responsibilities. Okay. More so my mother and lots. Uh, my grandmother was a really big influence on us with food. She worked in the food industry back in Barbados. Okay. And when she came to the States... She did that for a little bit and then kind of just fig figured out she didn't want to work anymore, so she just she retired. Be, yeah. She wanted <laughs> she, to be a grandma. She wanted to be a grandma, exactly, and cook for us, which was quite spectacular. And like, I feel really fortunate to have a family that was really into home-cooked meals. And my mom had that same gift and was a little bit of a baker, mm -hmm. which usually for me is very hard to be. It's like I'm not the biggest put things in the oven that involve flour. Right. I oh, get no, scared. no, no, no. <laughs> no, I feel like maybe the two of us aren't so precise. It's like a, it's like a little bit of that, this. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, I don't bake either. <laughs> I don't do it. And so I was researching uh, for this episode a casserole from uh -huh. Barbados, and there, there, there's only one that I could find, which is macaroni pie. Yes. So I've made that for you. I hope that my white lady, I mean, it's not my white lady version. <laughs> I used uh, i used an internet recipe to uh -huh. make it. But the craziest thing, you talk about onions. When I was making the sauce last night, so shit ton of ketchup, mustard, eggs, so much cheddar cheese, milk, grated onion. Mm -hmm. And when I just ate the sauce raw, it reminded me of a Big Mac. Oh, yes. It's that, like, saucy thing, yeah. right? And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we love onions. Like, I really don't know why it's such a, a thing, but almost everything has different forms of onions in it. 
Okay. Yeah. And then the casserole that, you know, I brought or I made for you to spice up, for us to spice up with hot sauce is a chicken divan. It'll work. <laughs> I, it has broccoli. It's very creamy. It's gonna it's gonna taste like the 1950s or okay, 60s. Great. Yeah, totally. I think, that, I think that sounds like a good drag name too. Chicken oh, divan. Oh, I know. No, I, <laughs> and that was my secret. I was like, you can't spell divan without diva. Right, exactly. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> ah, and and hot sauce. So in Barbadian culture, you everybody just dumps it. Yes. Right? You mix it in with things, you cook with it, you use it as a condiment. You use it as a marinade. It's just like super all-purpose. Okay. And and so I love, so your brand is Shaquanda. Is it Shaquanda, Shaquanda will feed you or Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce? So Shaquanda will feed you is the name of the company or the umbrella for the brand. Okay. So Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce are sauces that are under the Shaquanda will feed you umbrella. Okay. And you have several. So you have yes. the, the just the standard, no, it's not standard, but the Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce. And what are the other? So we have the umami, which is blueberries, blackberries, caramelized onions, habaneros, balsamic vinegar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Super round and umami-ish. Except I want to, I want to pronounce it umami. Like, yeah, you know? I mean, you can pronounce it. That yeah. was inspired by the guys hollering at me on the street and mm-hmm. then... They were like, oh, mommy, mommy. And when they got close enough, I saw that and realized, I was like, ooh. <laughs> so I kind of combined those. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that so story to tell that sauce, yeah. The, the, cat, the cat call sauce, okay. Uh-huh. And then the uh, MX Green Sass is a homage to gender neutral, mm-hmm. or sort of not uh, subscribing to a mister or a miss or a missus or a ma'am, mm-hmm. sort of somewhere in between or somewhere outside of. And that was inspired by a dish um, of root vegetables which and bananas. Okay. And then you would pour hot sauce on it. So the banana there is banana in there with cilantro, uh, lemon juice, lime juice, serrano peppers to keep it like a nice green color, mm-hmm. and uh, oregano because we cook also a lot with oregano. Okay. And the standard, the original hot sauce, I have habaneros, scotch bonnets, onions, number mm-hmm. three ingredient. Vinegar, tomato paste, sugar, ginger juice, lemon, horseradish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mustard, and turmeric. Yes, I got it all. Yes, <laughs> it was so. It's. I'm a. I'm a big hot sauce fan in general. I make my own, which I'm gonna make you. Oh yes, I'm please. I'm gonna make you try. It's not overwhelmingly spicy to me. No. I feel like you really can use a lot of it, mm-hmm. which is a great business tactic. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, so I had it this morning. Uh, I eat often avocado with like a big chunk of like I like cottage cheese cottage cheese and then I dump hot sauce on it uh-huh. it was beautiful oh excellent yeah it was one, it was wonderful and I also I love the idea of you know you're dumping hot sauce pouring hot sauce on everything but then you're really like pouring yourself yeah. all over and into everybody's lives as Shaquanda yes so the hot sauce itself was born at Bushwig yes correct. in 2014 Tell us about it. Tell, tell us about the birth of Shaquanda and the hot sauce. So Simon Lee, who I had met in, um, in London, mm-hmm. he was this nightlife personality back, back over there. And I was there for about a month and I met him and he wanted me to 
do something at his event that he had. And so I met him, did drag, we had fun, kept this relationship and connection. And when he moved to New York, he asked me if I could perform at this festival he started up the year before. And I had heard of it, and I, had, I hadn't been to it yet. And mm-hmm. I was super excited to see this part of New York that I felt was lost, that someone international was sort of bringing back. So I was very fascinated by that. And part of my performance was moving out of the typical stage performance, which I love, which, but is not necessarily my type of drag. And thinking about how I can create a portrait of myself and still remain authentic and talk about my life and working in restaurants and having a grandmother that was a chef and growing up with really delicious foods, this was the perfect way for me to to do something creative and fun. And so when he asked me, I said I would only do it if I was allowed to do it in people's mouths. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then the birth of Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce was created. And my business partner, Dominic Mondavi, we went to art school together and made all these fun t-shirts and continue to make these like fun, really beautiful collaborations. And it was when I was like, okay, I need to work with him on this. And finally we came up with a packaging that we both really loved. And Super cute. Yeah. And so it's like our baby as well. Okay. And... When you perform still, is it, are you still like super interactive? Is it still crowd-based and, or what does the Shaquanda performance look like five years later? It is, it's like interacting with people and taking them out of their comfort zone a little bit with the hot sauce because it's like this, it's own, like in which I'm a a season nine of hot ones. So watching the celebrities eat chicken wings with the Mm -hmm. hot sauce in their ass, they're being asked all these questions and it takes them off guard a little bit. It's sort of similar in the environment of being in a venue or a space or a farmer's market and people are eating spicy things. It allows them to sort of be more, I think it's an icebreaker. Yeah. Melts the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so, and tell me about the birth of Shaquanda as a persona. Like, how did that, how did she come about? Well, she came out in uh, the slide in 2000 and I think two. Okay. Like, I mean, I got to go back in the years. That was like, I'm like, numbers are, you know, these abstract things to me, even though I should be more. I'm like, like you, but... you sound like a businessman, right? <laughs> numbers are abstract to me. <laughs> Art, I think artist is the, is the proper term. Okay. Yeah, like 2000, somewhere in the 2000s. And I was working at this bar called The Slide on the Bowery. Okay. And there was this amazing drag queen that was there. And I was just drawn to her energy and the way she interacted with the crowds. And she wasn't a lip-syncing drag queen. She was more comedic and, mm-hmm. you know, very smart and engaging in this different sort of way. And she had this night called Gay Jeopardy. And I absolutely fell in love with the whole night. And I was barbacking there. Okay. And just not doing my job and just staring at her and staring (laughs) at the contestants. And I really wanted to participate. And I asked her and she said that I could do it if I came up with a, like, you know, how would I, I I would have to come up with a character of some sort. And so I thought about it and 
I decided I was going to do drag. Mm-hmm. So I did it once before in uh, for Halloween officially and kind of played around with it as a kid, but not like fully like, you know, took over this completely um, idea of like crossing over genders. Right. And so she said yes, and I was super excited and I didn't think of a name. I was trying to think up different names and everything that I pulled out of my head and that, you know, trying to come up with these funny, you know, the formulas that these drag queens have to make up their names. And Shaquanda just popped in my head. and It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and it was an homage to growing up in Bed-Stuy because we have so many different, like, beautiful, like, colorful names. And I thought it would only make sense to give homage to where I came from. And Shaquanda Coca, for some reason, Coca-Cola was was there. And so I was like, Coca, I kind of just like borrow that. Mm-hmm. And then Mulata is like a, like where my heritage is as a, as a mixed race person. So kind of just like stringing these names together. And then Shaquanda Coca Mulata was born on, at Gay Jeopardy at the slide okay. on the Bowery. <laughs> <laughs> and she lives on. Yes. Uh, and the hot sauce is like, a real physical, saleable, like spicy ass manifestation uh-huh. of of Shaquanda, the performer. And so, how does it feel when you see the hot sauce in stores representing you, your family, and the queer community? That must make you feel real good. Oh yeah, <laughs> it does. It makes me. It, I feel excited. I feel happy. I feel. Um, a little OCD-ish, and I know I have to walk, you know, I, like, try to, you know, like, everyone's doing a great job, you know, like, of putting it up nicely on the shelves, and I want to make more and more and more product. It inspires me to do more things, and it inspires me to create more for people who, like myself, who aren't necessarily as represented on the shelves, and we exist in food, but we don't like really put ourselves out there and for many reasons safety fear these things sort of I want to be the one to kind of just be like we need to be more visible we need to be more present and I do know there is a movement of more queer foodies so it makes me really happy Mm -hmm. and part of that seeing that on the shelves is that part of that sort of resistance or or action to call that's happening are there any other brands that you know of that I should like look out for? Oh yeah, Diaspora. Okay. Diaspora Co. does these amazing heirloom turmerics and cardamoms. Okay. And she has a way of of working with farmers to create these like beautiful fragrant spices. Mm-hmm. And it's more about traditional sort of styles of farming and truly supporting farmers by paying them more than what the standard is there because mm-hmm. it's very easy to sort of pay based on what's efficient there but really like kind of paying it forward even more by providing more equity for those people who are the farmers who make our food who grow our food right and that, that's one thing I've noticed about queer businesses and also businesses run by women and people of color is that the dynamic is so different in a lot of ways that it's it, it again is about building community making sure everyone is paid properly mm-hmm. and I know there are lovely like straight men out there in the world who mm-hmm. do the same thing but it's almost like you have an obligation right to like you said pay it forward and increase visibility and, and help 
help build a better world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we were also saying fan fangirl on the street today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You ran into Miss Amy Sedaris. I sure did. My heart jumped a, a, a few beats. I am such a fan. And Me I've, too, Amy. <laughs> have her books. Watch Strangers with Candies at home with Amy Sedaris. So she posted something, uh, a post on my sauce next to her barbecue sauce when I first started like really pushing my sauce out mm-hmm. there. And it just brought me so much joy and like for her to post that and walking over here to bump into her on the street and having this sort of casual just crossing no one really like just slow down of like, hey thank you for posting my sauce and she's but like, she knew she knew who you were <laughs> she's like it was delicious and then you know and i was like thank you i was like enjoy the rest of your day and she's like you too so just crossing. it's a very new york moment <laughs> life goals and it's a hard getting in grocery stores and, and wholesale is a hard business it is. and i know a lot of people who have tried and not it's not you know it's not a failure it's a learning experiment but it's it's harder than you think and i know that you've been literally like you make it look super sexy, but hawking at trade shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've done like demos at grocery store or like shops. Not yet. No, you haven't? Mm-mm. Oh, you've got soon. to. Yeah, Campbell. I might be doing that at Campbell's Cheese okay. sometime soon. Okay. So, I mean, when you are at a trade show mm-hmm. versus a, a drag performance surrounded by community and energy, how is that? But you have to, you're wearing the personality, you are Shaquanda. How is your energy different, and does it like suck it out, suck the life out of you, or does it still kind of like? It is different. It is easier to be more flamboyant with the fam. Yeah, of course. But like, I still hold on to that authentic part of myself mm-hmm. in the trade shows. But knowing that certain things are not understood the same way, so it's really sort of catering to the environment. And then reeling people in. It's like part of a sales tactic too. Of just like understanding your audience and your, excuse me, where you are. Uh, the trade shows are, I feel a little formal, but I enjoy breaking up the monotony of that. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely know, do. You're spicy. There's like the, the only person not in a logo polo shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what has been your biggest business challenge? Uh, learning, uh, scaling up was really hard. Okay. Figuring out uh, the distribution side of things. Like I still, I had a distributor with Pilot Works, and then they closed, mm-hmm. so their distribution company closed as well. And then figuring out how to keep pushing through to get distribution or following up has been sort of a struggle because I do. I'm a, pretty much a one queen show, mm-hmm. so it's a lot. All, all at the same time and learning how to really prioritize and organize and still do all the other things and balancing all these different hats is the biggest challenge and it's just to con- I have to keep pushing through and pushing through and pushing through so that's been the biggest challenge like I really enjoy marketing and sales you do I love it it's like something I didn't think that I was really that into that I just feel really natural at yeah, I, that's been running my own, you know, kind of world and businesses and things like that. That's self-promotion as somebody who considers herself creative has been, like, 
the, mo- the most mm. hard, the most hard thing. Um, how much, how much hot sauce are you producing per week now? I've read different numbers, but it's, it's been like a little bit. So I've over. It's hard to say, but ish. Uh, a week, because I like make. Sometimes I make really large batches, mm-hmm. and so like I'll make anywhere between. 2,400 bottles to, like, my largest batch was, I made uh, 10,000 bottles in, like, a couple weeks for a really large order, and, like, sometimes, like, I'll go, like, for example, like, I have to go in the kitchen next week, and I'll probably make, like, 600 to 800 bottles. Okay. So, it depends, and then, like, there's a week where I don't, because I have back inventory, so it all really kind of depends. Okay. But I make a lot of sauce. No, that is a lot of sauce because the numbers I was reading and prep for this were like 200 bottles, 300 bottles. So those interviews yeah. are old and outdated, <laughs> which is amazing. Are you still at Hot Bread Kitchen? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. Which is an amazing organization. And I didn't realize that they supported other food businesses. Yeah. So they have an incubator. Okay. And their incubator, they're run by um, amazing people and Caroline Koba and... Uh, Raymond and everyone in the family, Monica, like is just super helpful and like very professional, but at the same time approachable. And there's like package, there's food, CB uh, consumer packaged goods there, as well as caterers and mm-hmm. you know an amazing uh, organic food baby food company that's gonna blow up pretty soon. That's they're starting out, so it's just nice to have a community of food makers around and. You know, all they're pushing us to grow and eventually to, you know, move out the kitchen and have our own kitchens and co-pack, which is something that I'm also doing. So as a, as I grow, like they're helping me figure out all these different avenues of how to become a scalable, more successful business. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I've worked with them on a few events and have eaten their bread forever. So that's that was super cool to hear. Uh, what are your goals? What is Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce going to look like in five years? Well, I'm looking into making other types of hot sauces that's more affordable, because I, you know, eight ninety nine to fourteen dollars is a is pricey, and I know that. And it's the the audience that I cater to are into the same things that I like to eat, but at the same time, I want to create a sauce that's three ninety nine or two ninety nine that you know everyone can afford and have right. on their table. It's not lifestyle. It's just like. Right, a condiment on the table. Yes. Okay. And then to create like other food products and other shelf stable things and other, you know, it's all, I just have to focus on the hot sauce now as mm-hmm. I'm, I've been, you know, my mentors are like, you got to focus on this, <laughs> make sure this is running smoothly and then start, you know, branching out into the other things that you want to do. And it's very hard for me to, um, it isn't hard for me to stay focused, but it's, I'm so used to juggling like a lot of different things that I start translating that into, you know, creating more stuff to juggle that even more. It's like this weird sort of torture I think I put on myself. <laughs> Just like, I need to be, I need to like do more so I can struggle like more so that I right. can like be. <laughs> Very New York mentality, yeah. right? What is your uh, advice for someone if they wanted to start a food business, uh, in particular like retail, wholesale? product base understand your category like where you are where you fit into the food market research what legal and 
what sort of guidelines go about for the safety of your product because safety is the most important thing. So it's always good to start off with understanding the safety of your product and then how to market it and then safety first. My, my, hot, first. Sauce, my hot sauce is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I had it in my fridge for over, over, not quite a year, probably eight or nine months and I like shook it up one day and then it like exploded all over my, oh. but, it, but I still ate it. Did it smell? How did it smell? Oh no, it's just ferment, it's, yeah. just, it's just fermentation, Yeah. but it is not, should never be made available to the public. <laughs> I have a fresh batch for you today. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have some raw probiotic <laughs> hot sauce. I'm into that. <laughs> and what is your advice uh, for someone who wants to get into drag? Ooh. Like how to build a persona, what to draw from, and, and what they should do in, I don't know, in that process. They should um, put on some makeup and go out to a club. That's it? Go out to an event, feel it out first, and then... You know, find a queen you really like and develop a relationship with that queen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, Hip Torres is joining us for lunch later, <laughs> and he gave me some rapid-fire questions for uh-huh, you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. let's bring okay. it on, bring it on. All right. Who's your favorite drag queen? Linda Simpson, Lady Bunny, Hecklina. Okay, and she was your mentor, so also on this list. What's the most important lesson uh, that she taught you? To document and keep your things. Okay. And what is your go-to lip sync song? Adult content warning. If you are anus averse, you may want to jump ahead to the 30 minute, 25 second mark. Thank you and have a nice day. Ooh, that's a hard one because I'm not the biggest lip synker. Ooh, Wendy Ho. Okay. Um, she does this mess up of Please don't fuck me in the ass tonight. Cause Popeye's fried chicken ain't sitting right. I'm not gonna say That's lovely. Yeah. Especially, you know, and Popeye's is super relevant these days. Uh, what is your favorite place to perform? On the streets or at markets. Okay, and last one. What is your most glorious performance ever? Well, that one's the scandalous one. <laughs> I created a, um, a character of my butt, and I did a lip sync from my butt on stage at the cock in the 2000s. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, the memories live on. Yes. Yes, as, you know, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do a little warning before that yeah. one. I'll, I'll <laughs> they're new small children. My mother doesn't let my nieces and nephews listen to Cream oh. of Caroline anyway, so it's fine. She picks like five-minute segments that they can listen to. Uh, and I think... I think that's it. Oh, that's is it? Oh. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm looking. I'm like sweating. I hear the casseroles bubbling. Mm, it smells good too. Uh, mm. I hope it is. So we are going to pause. Yes. Check on everything in the oven, and then we'll eat when Hip Ooh, joins us. Oh yes. Thank you <laughs> so much. Oh, this has been wonderful. For, My pleasure for coming over and sharing. All right, I am in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, with cream regular Sean Kniff. Hey, Sean. Hi. And we are about to take a chili challenge for this Spice Up Your Life episode. Uh, First up is a jalapeno. Just the tip. (laughs) Chomp away, baby. Should I? Yes, go. Oh, God. For the record, I am dubious about this and ambivalent at best. 
Okay. <laughs> just buy a shot. In, in a minute, I'm going to be in a world of pain. <laughs> okay. How much you can eat of just it? Just fucking eat the pepper. Like, but how big of a bite? <laughs> eat the pepper. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you can hear it crack. Okay, Sean just took a very meager bite from this jalapeno. I'm a big girl, so I'm going to take... That was mild, right? Oh, it's not bad, actually. No, jalapeno. I'm fine. I'm We're totally fine. fine. I'm going to throw this jalapeno in the bush down here. Compost. Okay, next we have... <laughs> <laughs> next we have the red uh, finger pepper. <laughs> I'm going to take the first bite of that. Oh, fine. <laughs> Jalapeno is starting to come up there. Okay. Oh. Wait, hold on. It's sweet. It's surprisingly fruity, but I'm getting a lot of heat from somewhere. It could be the jalapeno. I think that I think I got a little deeper into the jalapeno than you did. <laughs> this doesn't seem hot at all. Okay, so the finger pepper is just fine. Um, Sean, are you going to be the first person to take a bite out of the habanero? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This seems really dumb. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Oh, super fruity. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh. Oh. What was that? I'm not even That's really hot. Woo. Okay, uh. I'm going in, Sean. It's <laughs> uh. uh. really hot. It just keeps spreading. You're right, the flavor is so nice. <laughs> it is really nice. At the beginning. Okay. Okay, guys, I think we're done with the chili challenge. We're going to go have some yogurt now. chicken divan, Dominican pastelon, and Bajan macaroni pie is served. This looks really good. I mean, it, it should be. There's like a lot of calories and a lot of dairy products. And what better way to like ring and fall than in an apartment with no air conditioning and a bunch of hot casserole dishes. The chicken divan is not disgusting as <laughs> If you if you want to eat like broccoli spears and chicken, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, your casseroles are like pugs. <laughs> and I adore it. Oh my god. And the pasta alone. Oh hip, this is how did you do the plantains for this? Were they, were they like real ones that you peeled? Yeah, so I bought like ripe plantains. <laughs> I bought ripe, ripe plantains, peeled them, uh, cut them up, 
put them in water, bring it to a boil until they're tender, and then just mash them up with a potato masher. Okay. And uh, as I'm like mashing, I drop like dices of uh, room temperature butter, and then it just let it incorporate, incorporate and you know, season a little bit. And that's it. I, pr- I try to put most of the flavor in the meat because that's kind of how my mom does it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really good. Thank you. Yeah, you have to put hot sauce and everything in. Don't forget. It's not that. It's not the spicy. It's funny. I'm, I saw the original Queer Eye video. He thought it was hot. It's not yeah. <laughs> I was like, was giggling. I was like, it's mild. <laughs> but some people just can't handle heat. Like, where? Who raised you? <laughs> no, heavily too. Mm-hmm. I know you have questions. Oh my god. You're just gonna put me on the spot like that? Yeah, just like that. Mm-hmm. Just like that. <laughs> Wait, <did you laughs> that's ask? what that's why you're here. I asked some of your questions, but Okay. We can recap, we can repeat. Okay. How did you come up with your name? First of all. It just popped in. It was like a homage to my homegirls. Mm-hmm. Like growing up. I grew up, up with a couple of Shaglandas <laughs> and a- you know, Aquandisha, you know, all the Isha's, you the, know. The, the tune, Shaquanda Don't Live Here No More. It's like, no, you don't know it? No. It's like a collar and the, the hook is like, Shaquanda Don't Live Here No More. Anyway. Oh, I have to That's one that of my, yeah. yes. <laughs> one of my favorite office tunes from Sean that we played. What kind of drag are you feeling like doing? She is not fully realized yet. Okay. You know, she's still developing i should say um but she's a performer mm-hmm. like get up do a number do another number like the whole shebang spins turns oh boy we want to go in like like dips on the floor like turn the party Just you said high her. you said high fashion yeah and i feel like she's she's glamorous too like she's just That's expensive right she lets me <laughs> <laughs> I made dresses out of trash bags. I love that. <laughs> I was like, trash bag and cardboard. And then like, <laughs> Rainbow became my friend. <laughs> it's like I got a lot of tights. I still get my own tights from Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then now things in my closet are just like, you know, I bought all these jumpsuits. Yeah. They're like jumpers. And all of a sudden I started wearing it as myself. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, ooh, I don't mind this at all. <laughs> <laughs> Are they tropical? They're No, they're just like, I think it's maternity wear. Which <laughs> <laughs> would be great after yeah. eating lunch, right? Just slip on some maternity wear. It's like almost like a potato sack, but like more like in the center. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> now, do you have dresses custom made? Are you just I've had one custom made jumpsuit. Okay. kind of thing but like no dresses not yet okay. still trying to figure out exactly like my style for mm-hmm. like because if i'm doing more food things i think it's going to be more homey like yeah like, the vintagey apron look kind of mm-hmm. thing but she's got to be vampy and sexy too mm-hmm. i don't know right? I, don't, I don't like sexy is like not necessarily like my like style either mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll like get sexy with the makeup right well then like my outfits are more kind of like comfortable and like like your grandma yeah. would wear in the kitchen maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> i kind of want to do like she would wear these like rose colored like glasses okay and then like rose quartz smoky like you yeah. know really big oh ones <laughs> with like uh, a really high-waisted pleated skirt mm-hmm. and then like 
a sweater and then her handkerchief like this with her hair underneath oh, and just see that. with a, uh, a bamboo stick. She always had a bamboo stick. <laughs> Wait, like, at least it's like a character that you can age into. <laughs> <laughs> see my outfits and they're like that's gonna look great when you're 80 yeah. <laughs> also <laughs> thank you i don't really know whether that's i don't know if that's a good thing or not notes on my personal hot sauce okay so i almost forgot <clears throat> Ooh, yes bring it on so yes. she's super chunky okay so i i ferment this is only two weeks because the yeast was getting a lot of control uh, okay fair <laughs> enough so fermented two weeks um, oh, that smells good. And then it has. It's um, a pretty color too. It's no joke. Uh, onions, uh, garlic, fermented, co-fermented, just because that sounds fancier. <laughs> and then I, th I thicken it with pepitas. Oh really? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. It's the beginning of the bottle. What type of pepper is it? Sorry. Uh, this batch was our Fresnos and cherry bombs, and I have. A batch going right now um, that are Calabrian chilies and a few habaneros to pump up the heat a little bit. This is really nice. Thank you. Mm. I mean, you don't have to say it, but no, I, it I like it. Andre's thoughts on my white lady Bajan macaroni pie spiked with none other than Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce. So, oh, I'm curious. So, how does it with this? Does it, it taste? It tastes like it should. Yes. It's usually like more dense, mm -hmm. but I think that's because of the noodle. The shape of the pasta? Yeah. Well, it said that they didn't use elbow. They said they used bigger ones. I was like always like the, it was like the straight, but that's, everyone's different. That's the thing. You could use elbow. You could use, everyone's different. Okay. I think the flavor is exactly like. The flavor, but maybe we could have used more. Hot sauce in there? <laughs> <laughs> we could have used more hot sauce in there. <laughs> That's probably how we're going to end the episode. <laughs> That's perfect. You know we can all use more hot sauce and a lot more spice in our lives. To get your very own bottle of Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce, visit shaquandawillfeedyou.com. Also, be sure to follow Andre and the hot sauce brand at shaquandawillfeedyou on Instagram. I will share the recipes for hips pastelone and the macaroni pie at Cream of Caroline. Listeners, that is a wrap on season one. I will be back with a fresh cookbook and lineup in the next few weeks. In the meantime, you know what to do. Keep it creamy.